You're listening to Tim Talks, Taking Interest in Ministry, a conversation between two great friends with over 70 years of ministry between them. Ministering on opposite sides of the border, Dr. Al Stone is the General Director of Bearing Precious Seed Canada and Pastor Emeritus of the Bible Baptist Church in St. Thomas, Ontario, Canada, while Pastor Dan Wolven pastors the North Columbus Baptist Church in Columbus, Ohio. Listen now as Al and Dan review and relate their experiences in hopes of helping others who are taking an interest in ministry. Now, here is Tim Talks. Welcome to Tim Talks. Hey, just a warning again. We're going to deal with a sensitive topic this week. We're going to deal with homosexuality and transgenderism. And if you have children uh, or teenagers that listen to the podcast, uh, listen through it first uh, before you let them listen and then uh, have discussion. But uh, we do recommend that at some point you do sit down with your kids and explain that this is very popular in our society today, not so much for those who are participating, but for those that like to promote it. Because we saw on Monday that the numbers, at least in Canada, and I think the United States would be very, very close, um, are not that high. 0.33% of the population, and most of that under the age of 15. So we've got a bunch of kids who are sexually mixed up, and and part of the reason is the education they're getting. Brother Wolven, let me let me first of all say uh, hello to you today. Welcome to uh, Tim Talks, as always. Good to howdy, see you. Howdy, howdy. And uh, I'm just, uh, we have so much we want to do and so little time to do it. Let me read this. This is, I just looked this up real quick. Healthline.com says, uh, gender versus sex. How many people use the terms gender and sex interchangeably? However, gender and sex actually refer to two separate things. Gender is, gender is an identity. Sex refers to biological or biological or psychological characteristics. Um, many are taught that they are only, or there are only two sexes, male and female. Now listen, they say, that isn't true. Some people are intersex or have a difference of sexual development. So right there on you know a publicly listed health line, they're told, that's not true. The Bible's not true. Genesis, you read Genesis on Monday. That's not true, male and female. So here we have kids who are going to school, reading textbooks, oh yeah, looking online, and here's what they get. And who are they to believe? Are they to believe the press who is com- just pounding them with this stuff right. all the time and promoting it? Hollywood's promoting it. And then earlier, you have mom and dad and the preacher. Earlier, earlier, earlier. Yep. Yeah. Uh, let's get them in a library with a cross-dresser and let's let them read to them and show them how right. nice and kind they are, right? Exactly. Yep. Wow. Wow. Where are we going, Brother Walden? What are we going to do? Well, I would like to say this right at the outset. First of all, if uh, you, as a young person, young adult, um, are struggling with some of these areas, you need to find someone whom, uh, with whom you can discuss these issues. And and you feel comfortable with them now. Here is the issue for many teenagers: they probably have never seen their pastor or pastor's wife in this kind of a role, or mm-hmm. maybe a youth director. You know, and all all you basically have interacted with them is they told you you can't do this or you you can't drive your car to an activity or you, you you've only you know hey you in the back stop talking and, mm-hmm. and you've never really had the opportunity to receive help from someone, you need to find someone whom you can trust. Now, I hope that that would be a youth director. I hope that would be your parent. Mm 
begin yes. with. I hope it would be your pastor, um, and this is why we as pastors, we try to be extremely guarded and extremely careful in dealing with people's privacy. And so, um, you know, teenagers, you may not even realize that there could be 40% of the people in your church that have talked to your pastor about some private things, and you would never, ever know Mm -hmm. what they were. And people aren't going to know about you either. And so you, you need to find someone whom you can trust that knows the Bible that would be able to right. be honest and help you. Um, I'm telling you right now, if any, because I've done it, if any teen, young adult talked to me, I would not be yelling at them. I would not be calling them names. I would, I would be understanding, and I do want to try to help and educate and encourage and uplift and do all of those edifying kind of things to help someone through a situation. So that's very, very important. Don't try to do this solo. No. Let me say this too. Don't go to your friends. Don't don't go to your high school buddies. Don't go to your teenage girlfriends and try to get help from them. Though some of them will be supportive and some of them may be very, very good. And don't go to a a lost person or a lost parent to try to find help in this. Because most people in those situations are going to side with you. They're going to tell you, oh, no, it's okay. That's who you are. That's the way you were born. That's the way you should be. And it's okay. And that is not what the Bible says. If you're going to be biblically correct... You've got to side with somebody who knows the Bible. And if you have a saved parent and a lost parent, and you go to the saved parent, they're going to tell you, let's see what the Bible says. You go to that lost parent, most of them are going to try to uh, condone what you want to do. And the same with a school teacher who's lost or a neighbor who's lost. They are not going to give you the Bible. You've got to see what God says uh, if you're going to be right with God. And so that's where a lot of young people then stray from church or stray away from the things of God because they know what the answer is. And I'll tell you, as I've said before, most of the people that I've dealt with in the realm of homosexuality, transgender, lesbianism, they hate the Bible. They don't want to hear the Bible because they know what the Bible says. It's condemning to them. And so they, they want to stay away. But definitely there are teenagers out there who are dealing with this themselves. They're dealing with their friends they're dealing with family members, and they need help. How do we help them, Brother Wolven? With the experience that you've got, how do you help a teenager who's coming to you with the questions that they come with about these matters? Let, let me give you five suggestions. And again, this is just an assimilation of experience. I'm not an expert, and I don't claim to be, but uh, this is just sort of experience. If the Holy Spirit leads you to do something different, follow the Lord. Follow the Scriptures. Don't, this is just my suggestions. All right, number one: reason and listen to the arguments that are given. Here's immediately what most teenagers and why they oftentimes don't come to to individuals who are in church or or have a church background is because they don't want to be immediately told you're a pervert. There's something the matter with you. Hey, you know, you're wicked. That's vile. And that's what they think is going to happen. And if that actually happens, 
man, you don't deserve to be counseling somebody or trying to help somebody with an issue like that. Reason and listen to their arguments. There, there needs to be enough safety to where that young person can object to what you're saying. I don't mean both of you are yelling and angry, but, but I mean that they can bring up the opposite points. Well, what about this? What about that? Because the whole goal is you're trying to get them to reason through this topic. And that is not going to happen when people are angry, when people are insulted. Uh, you know, I mean, I'm still going to preach hard and, and strong. But when I deal with somebody with a closed door situation, man, I'm listening. I want them to disagree. I want to know what are they thinking inside. And mm-hmm. I want to try to get them to make those choices. I can't make anyone do anything. I want to try to get them to receive what I'm saying. So sometimes they've got to sort of empty themselves first before they can start listening to some of this, uh, some of the reasoning. Right. Absolutely. The worst thing that you can do is to condemn, um, you know, get all upset. Your kid comes to you and says, dad, I, I think I'm gay. You start yelling. You, you say, you throw them out. You, you've lost, you've lost the battle. Um, we do have to be understanding that there's a huge pressure on kids for this stuff today. Um, I, I mean, you can't hardly go through a news article or, I mean, you can't hardly watch a Disney cartoon anymore, Disney movie. That's not, they're going to, they've got an openly oh, yeah. gay, openly gay oh, character yeah. coming in one of their next movies. And yeah. I mean, it's everywhere. It's everywhere. But, your kids can't always decipher what is reality and what is the truth. And the reality is there's a very, very, very small percentage of the population who are indulging in these things. And there is a huge, huge market of people marketing marketing it, making money off of it. Sadly, that's the reason they do a lot of it is to make money. Buy my flag, buy my clothes, buy my movies. And, you know... It's just it's crazy. So I, I say this: if my kids ever came to me and said, "Dad, we we feel like we're we're being pulled in that direction," number one, I'm gonna love them. I'm gonna love them. I, I'm gonna be straightforward with the straightforward with them. I'm going to give them scripture. I am going to give them counsel. I'm probably gonna send them to someone else who can help deal with that other than myself because of the emotional attachment to it and because of my strong stance as a preacher. But I'm going to try and find help with them and leave that door open and tell them, hey, listen, I don't agree with it. It's not right biblically. I can't support it, but I do love you. And when you want to talk about how to get this right with God, I am available to help you with that. I I think you've got to set up some of those parameters. Yeah, if I could say it this way, depending on how they come to you Mm -hmm. and approach you, you can take it as a compliment if they come early in their in their life, you know, mid-teen, little bit older teen who says, I think I'm gay. I would take that as a compliment and keep it private. Don't start, you know, the next argument you have because they wrecked the car or something, you know, what are you doing running around with your gay friends? You know, and everybody right. in the family goes, what? You know, so, uh, but if they come to you and say, hey, I'm just letting you know I'm out of here, I'm gay. That's a complete different situation. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You know, I mean, right. hopefully if they if they talk to you and say, hey, this is what I think, 
I would take it as a compliment because they they're talking about something so private to you. Boy, that's that's a blessing, uh, and you know you you would rather deal with it then than on the other side of hey, this is just an announcement. I'm done with you guys, and here's why. Let me say that I think a lot of teenagers, you know, get into these things, but we don't know the root problem. I I would do some background search, and I'd almost guarantee you that most boys that come out as homosexual have had a problem with pornography. They have they have been looking at it. They've been dealing with it for a very long time. I would say that probably in the background somebody has either molested that boy or has um, done something that would make him think, "Hey, maybe I am." And and most people that I've talked to that are homosexual say that a guy a guy touched me, and so I must be gay. I was a little boy, and somebody fondled me. I must be gay. And it starts there. Then I think with, with girls, um, I think that today a lot of girls struggle to find a good relationship with a man. Even in the teen years, a lot of teen girls have been abused by men, by family members, by, by you know boys in the community. And they're so turned off to the sexuality of a man that they look for somebody that they can love and be accepted by without the need of that sexual part of the relationship. And they turn to that homosexual lifestyle because of that. I think that's a big part of it. I think you have to find the root of the problem. Whether you're a teenager coming to your parents or you're a teenager dealing with other teenagers, I think you have to find the root of that problem. A second suggestion that I have is uh, anger and passion can appear to influence one's judgment. Anger and passion can appear to influence one's judgment. What I'm saying is, this is what teenagers are going to expect. That, okay, you already have this bias and now you're angry and, you know, you're making these statements on this whole section of community that's unwarranted, you're homophobic, and because they've been, they've been given this philosophy over and over and over and over. So, um yeah, I'm going to tell you right now, I am biased. I'm extremely biased. I want to be as biased to the Bible as I possibly can. But I don't want to uh, be in this kind of a situation. I want to try to be even and focused and be able to listen to things as difficult as they may be. And sometimes I have had people try to trigger me into some kind of a reflex of, uh, you know, just condemning back or something. If, if they condemn, so what? I'm, I'm, I'm just going to ignore it and let's mm-hmm. deal with this root situation because, you know, we need to deal with this main problem first. So while you're dealing with this, ask God to help you with your passions. And, you know, uh, this, is, this is literally offensive to me. This is literally mm-hmm. disgusting to me, but I am not going to sit there and let that young person or that young adult think that I am disgusted with them because right. I am not. I'm disgusted with what Satan does. I'm not disgusted with them. Right. And that's and I hear that all the time in the media, and I hear it from people that, well, Christians are haters. We just hate. We hate homosexuals, and we hate the transgender crowd, and, and you know, we, we have no tolerance for them. No, that's not true at all. 
We have no tolerance for their sin or anyone's sin, any sin. In the sin of our lives, we can't tolerate yeah, our sin. Yeah, hopefully I don't have any tolerance for mine. That's exactly right. Exactly. And and I think they have to understand that, listen, you're dealing with a sin issue. I'm dealing with a sin issue. And and if I came to you and said, hey, my issue is whatever, I'd hope that you, you'd be understanding of that as well. And it might be something that disgusts you. Drinking may disgust you. Lying may disgust you. But we're going to work through that that sin problem, but we do have to identify as the sin. And I found this interesting in, in Romans chapter you know, 1, verse 28. It says, and even as they did not like to retain God in their knowledge, they, they don't want to be thinking about God. They don't want to, they don't want to think what God uh, thinks or says or judges. Um, God gives them over to a reprobate, reprobate mind to do those things which are not convenient Homosexuality is not convenient. It is not the way we are made. We are two pieces of a puzzle, male and female, and those two pieces fit together perfectly in God's design. You you try to take two of the same pieces of puzzle, it doesn't work. It does not work. Nature tells us it does not work. You don't see homosexuality in nature. You don't see transgender in nature. Why why mankind? Verse 29 being filled with all unrighteousness fornication, wickedness, covetousness, all those. Once that mind is bent towards those things, immediately the first thing that people do is say, I'm done with God. God doesn't love me. I don't love him. I'm out. And I've heard some you know, Christian kids say, well, I still love God and, and he still loves me and I can, I can love God and be this. No, sorry. God's given you over to a reprobate mind. There's not the same relationship. And that's just Bible. That's the way it is. And we have to deal with that as well. You know, I would hope that I would go to an oncologist who hates cancer. Just because the uh, doctor hates cancer doesn't mean he's going to harm his patients. Correct. You know, so uh, that's where we're we're that's where we are, and so we're going to try to encourage people to try to stay away from those things that are destroying their lives. My third suggestion is we do have to use discernment. And we need to learn and to teach young people to do so also. We've got to learn discernment. Maybe you you aren't being discerning. Ask and start thinking of some questions. Let me give you a real quick uh, example. In Bible college, in Bible college, um, my mom and dad came to visit us uh visit me a couple days uh, during my sophomore year, I think it was, maybe been my junior, and um, somebody from the staff was preaching chapel, and he made this statement. And when he made this statement, you know, uh, you know, Bible college, you could say, you know, my Bible's blue, and everybody's going to say amen, you know. Yeah, right. Uh, so after he made the statement, of course, you know, people yell amen. My dad went, hmm. I mean, out loud, he went, right. hmm. And so, you know, uh, at lunch, we're talking, and I said, well, yeah, but that guy meant, he goes, no, son, he said this. Well, yeah, but he didn't mean that. He, he said, son, you have no idea what he meant. You go by what he said. Right. Like two weeks later, uh, about Six or seven staff members were fired from the college for teaching wrong doctrine, (laughs) and that brought it out what he had said. Sure, sure. And so, you know, the whole idea there is, 
I did not have good discernment, and I did not have good judgment. And the our our uh, millennial and younger generations somehow think judging is bad, discernment yes. is bad. No, it's a way that we live. Disagreeing a way that is we bad. Live. And right. so you better learn to use discernment and judgment, and that's what we want to do in helping somebody. You got to find these things and see these things yourself. And I think we have to teach our kids. Um, I don't know if you've seen. I know you're not a real uh, social media guy, but I I do enjoy Instagram and staying up to yeah, date with just people don't that have way. Time. But there, I've seen um, I've seen uh, a bit by Mr. Rogers who we all know was on television for man 50 60 years teaching kids and you know not a christian i i don't think he was a christian i don't know it wasn't a christian program i should say Won't that you be my neighbor yeah that's right um and he taught boys are boys and girls are girls and when you grow up as a boy you'll become a man and he taught that years ago i think we've got to get back to training people as to what the bible says that yeah god created male and female, you're one of those, and here's the natural course of that that sexuality. You're going to become a man or a woman, and the natural, by God's design, course is that you're going to be in love with the opposite sex, and that's we've got to start teaching that again. We've got to start giving people that instruction, children that instruction, starting at home, parents at home, teach your kids. Uh, I tell my grandkids, Harrison, you want the blue cup. That's for boys. Isla, <laughs> you want the pink cup. That's for girls. The uh, Yeti cup, that's for Poppy. Don't touch that one. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Hey, 22 minutes in. We better yeah. uh, we better let it go. All right. Well, I got two more. So you want to give them to us quick? Number five give them to us quick. is go back to the Bible always and often. Go back to the Bible always and often. Mm -hmm. It's got to be the Holy Spirit who gives the illumination. You can say as much as you want. We can talk to we're blue in the face. But if something is going to stick in somebody's heart, it's got to be a part of them. It's the Holy Spirit who guides us into truth. Yes. And so always go back to the Bible and often. Last one, and you already touched on it, start earlier to deal with these serious issues, but in an innocent, age-appropriate yes. way. Yes, yes, Start yes. Start earlier to deal with these issues. They are serious, but in an innocent way. I mean, I can I can be walking around with Michael, my son, uh, grandson, who's uh, seven, and you know, I can say, well, it's okay if Papa holds your hand while we're crossing the street, but. You know, men don't usually go around holding each other's hands. I, I mean, I, I just make a little statement like that, you know, just just to to teach, to understand. Right. You know, that's as much as they need to know. They don't need to yeah. know a whole bunch of stuff. But, uh, you know, start dealing with these issues. Like you said, you know, hey, this is your cup. This is your cup. I mean, you're starting to, to just emphasize the difference. And, and I think that's very, very important for us to be able to do those things. Yeah, and, and you know, in the natural mind of a child, little Isla, little Isla says to me the other day, "Poppy, because Auntie Al was over, and Auntie Al's gonna have a baby any day." And so, and I said, I said in our last podcast that uh, she's due at the end of June. She's end end of May. She's when. She's oh, due. end of she's May. Oh, wow. Yeah, end of May. 
Yeah, she's due any time here. So, um, so yeah, you don't want to last together. till Labor Day. Yeah, that's right. That's Labor September. Day. That's right. So, uh, little Isla says, "Poppy, someday I'm going to have a baby in my belly." And I said, "Really?" And she goes, "Yeah." I said, "When is that? When I get big and get married?" <laughs> I said, "That's right. That's exactly <laughs> it." So, just to reaffirm. But here's a here's a two and a half year old child who understands that. That's the natural course for a lady to have a baby. She didn't say Harrison's going to have a baby. She right. said, I'm going to have a baby because that's that's how it works. So just yeah, reaffirming those things. Harrison did say, Pastor Woven looks like he's going to have a baby. That is that's true. <laughs> and me too. <laughs> Pastor Woven's going to have a baby and Poppy's going to have twins. <laughs> wow. Wow. I I am shocked at where we've come on this issue in a period of you know 50 years how things have drastically drastically changed in our society and I want you to know today teenager you do not have to be accepting of this you do not have to condone it you do not have to promote it and you have a freedom to stand up in our countries today. And let me say for our American listeners, we can preach against homosexuality in our pulpits. We can't preach hate, which we shouldn't, and you don't in America either. But we can preach uh, openly about homosexuality, transgenderism. When you use the Bible, the Bible's the background, and that's the safety point. We run to what the Bible says. And so, teenagers, you have the opportunity today to take a stand against this, you should be vocal against it. I, I guarantee you, you will help somebody who's tottering on this thing. And when they hear that someone else is against it or that they don't have to be that and be accepted, you could be a help. So teenagers, if you're struggling today with this in your own life, get to somebody who's saved and knows the Bible to help you. And then if you're dealing with people, know your Bible, know Romans chapter one, know Genesis chapter one. Know what your stand is on that thing and to be able to help others. them. Many, yeah, many And many others, others yeah. for sure. Absolutely. I'm Al Stone, and uh, I am in Pickerington, Ohio, in a great revival. And, uh, man, pray for us. they got to do something great. I'm begging God for revival. This Dan Wolven in Columbus, Ohio, I do want to encourage you that uh, one of the reasons this is so rampant in our society is because our pulpits have become silent. And uh, with a younger generation, you just need to prove what you say. And yes. I do hate sin. I want to hate sin, first in my life. Secondly, uh, the fact that it ruins the lives of believers. And thirdly, because it's sending people to hell. And so I, I don't mind preaching against those kinds of things. I think sometimes it's good to be known for what you're against and not just what you're for. But with this with this younger generation, we need to prove what we say. They they want proof so they can mm -hmm. commit to it, and so let, let's let's do so. Yeah, please fact check preachers. Fact check on multiple sites before you throw out a statistic of how many people are this or how many people are that or you know just make sure because as you throw those out people are sitting in the pew and running to google yeah, well, to find out if you're you telling better, the truth or not you better fact check the fact checkers though i know exactly because <laughs> i've the given truth. statistics and people would say no no look here and i say oh no you don't look there 
you look over here. <laughs> yeah, that's exactly it. In one page, bacon is bad. On the next page, eat bacon every day. So I go to the eat bacon every day page. Just be careful. This is Temp Talks. We've had a great week so far, and we still have one day left. Friday is coming, and we're going to deal with uh, some very difficult topics yeah. there. Yeah. yeah. So get ready for that. If you have kids, again, just warning. I'll give it to you again on Friday, but just be careful. Uh, this is a serious topic that needs to be dealt with today. And you know, Tim Talks, we deal with all the difficult topics. All. Next week, donuts. We haven't or been joking a lot this week. No, we don't we, joke this week. Some no. of these are going to be bad jokes. So Yeah, that's right. There you go. This is Tim Talks. Have a great day. We'll be back with you on Friday. Brother Harness, take us out of here. This is Tim Talks. You've been listening to Tim Talks, taking interest in ministry, with new podcasts added each Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. To learn more about your hosts, Dr. Al Stone and Pastor Dan Wolven, you can visit us at timtalks.com. That's T-I-I-M talks.com.